0: Right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you with the Premier League weekend uh, firmly behind us. Let's take stock of the Premier League table and the results over the weekend, see who's doing what to whom. Uh, some surprising results, I think, is an understatement, and I'll look back at my picks Um and how I did, which wasn't very good, by the way, I have to say. Didn't have the best weekend. By the way, this show presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, then 9, that's 9 Eastern Time, then again at midnight Pacific, 3 A.m. Eastern Time for you early birds out there who want to catch a show on Sports Overnight America. I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to this show on the American Forces Network. Great to have you guys with us, and if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, I welcome you to the show. So much to get to. The title race is becoming just that, a race, and uh, with the results over the weekend— we're seeing the trend lines continue of unpredictability, I suppose, Uh, consistency being an important part of winning any Premier League title. Uh, I would say that certainly none of the teams in the top four right now have shown enormous consistency over the course of the season, but momentum is king. So let's take a look at who has the big Mo, who doesn't, who's struggling, and we do have a whole slate of matches coming up uh, this week in the midweek. And then again in the weekend. So as I keep telling you on this show, with COVID schedule, uh, matches are coming fast and furious. If you miss any part of this show, you can catch it right at its conclusion on our podcast network. That is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, Be sure to check us out and subscribe. That way you'll get uh, every show as it's done uh, downloaded to your device. And we're also presented to you by Kansas City Stakes. I'll be telling you about that in a little bit. It is a lot of fun. The Premier League, the greatest reality show on the planet in full effect, providing thrills, spills, and upsets, to say the least. And uh, as I said, I'll go down the list of matches over the weekend and my picks. And uh, I was disappointed with how I did. Luckily, I didn't wager all that much. But... We'll take a look at how I did when I come back. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N I C K G E B E R, Facebook, Facebook Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Ah, we look forward to those days again. The COVID nightmare is behind us. God knows when that will be. We can all return to the glory days of sex and drugs and rock and roll. Welcome to the show. This is World Soccer Radio uh, presented by betonline.ag. And, you know, we have the Super Bowl right around the corner. Plus, of course, all the Premier League games going on. The Champions League about to restart. All the big leagues in Europe. Uh, We just had the Copa Libertadores final. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Messi scoring record goals. Uh, It's fabulous. Lots of stuff to bet on. And if you're looking for a place to bet on any of this, betonline.ag is the best and the only place to lock it in. Uh, They've got game spreads and totals and uh, loads of props, whether that's team, player, coaching props, first goal scorer, um, throw-ins, red cards, yellow cards. They've got it all. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online, plus they've got that online casino as well, which never closes just like the casinos here in my hometown of Las Vegas. Head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and make BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to be careful. Make sports betting part of your entertainment and not your lifestyle. Then you'll have the most fun with it. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, I promised you I'd get to all of the results over the weekend and how I did. I grade myself every show after we have matches. I'm brutally honest because, of course, you can check me by going back and listen to the previous show. But before we get that, uh, a couple of uh, a couple of interesting stories. Um, a couple of them really around the diminutive and always impressive Barcelona's very own Lionel Messi. You scored his 650th career. Barcelona goal. Just just let that settle in for a minute. This was a goal he scored when they beat Atletico Bilbao. They're now second in La Liga. Uh, you know, Barcelona are, like most teams, suffering uh, rebuilding issues, availability of players, and of course, in the COVID era, uh, money, uh, which is why we haven't really seen any really big transfers, moves in the January window, which closes today, by the way. Uh, tomorrow, we'll look back and we'll do kind of a uh, post-mortem on the uh, on the um, transfer window. Uh, But Old Messi scoring his 650th Barcelona goal. You know what impresses me about Messi is a couple of things. Um, Number one, he's one of these rare players that makes the players around him better, which means uh, to use a military term, he would be considered a force multiplier. You put a Messi on your squad, you're not only getting the incredible talents of Lionel Messi, but he is going to be the field director that you need. He is going to make those people around you so much better, and so he's going to improve the team beyond just his own capability. Having said that, his contract is up in the summer, and there's lots of discussion about where he's going to go. Uh, PSG, uh, who by the way lost their first match uh, under uh, Pochettino when they lost actually to Lorient in Ligue 1, which is an absolute shocker. Uh, but PSG are often talked about as a destination for Lionel Messi because there's a desire to reunite him with uh, Neymar. And if you could imagine Messi and Neymar and Mbappe on the same team, you're looking at a really good team. Now, the question, obviously, is, is Ligue Gong really good enough to steal the team over the course of a season to win the Champions League? That's another point of discussion. Uh, but anyway, Messi's contract up for renewal. And as usual, as happens, particularly in Spain with the agents, more so maybe than in England, but it happens in England too. um, The agents like to stir the pot to get the best deal, obviously, because they get a nice cut of that, uh, e.g. percentage. And uh, things are not different with Messi. El Mundo, which is a Spanish newspaper, published details of his contract. According to El Mundo... His four-year contract was worth about 555.2 million euros. That's half a billion euros, and it runs until June of this year. So it means Messi's getting $150 million, $160 million a season to play. Uh, this was published Of course, Barcelona have come out and denied that they had any responsibility for the publication of the document. And they're claiming that they're going to sue El Mundo for damages and all the rest of that that nonsense. But this was an important part in what is going to become a big story as we get closer to summer. The will he, won't he, will he, will he resign or not? If you remember, over the summer, he requested to leave because he had problems with uh, Bartomeu, who was the um, the club president. Uh, And he he actually came out and called uh, Bartomeu's reign as president of Barcelona, quote, a disaster, and said he didn't know what he was going to do because he just wasn't happy. But Bartomeu has resigned. So the question is, does Messi sign one more contract? I think he's like 33 or 34. So he's he's coming up against the sort of last contract contract, possibility for him given his age Uh, he's going to certainly want to maximize that the question I think we have to ask ourselves about Messi is beyond money because I don't think money is really the sole driver for Messi maybe his agents is he looking for a new challenge does he want something different remember this is a kid that's uh this guy came to Barcelona he's been a kid he'd been with Barcelona it's been his whole life his whole identity this is a story. We'll continue to look at it. I would not be surprised if Barcelona leaked the uh, leaked the uh, contents of his contract to try to scare away any potential suitors, if you ask me. But in terms of the teams that he's been linked with, uh, Man City and PSG, I think PSG much more likely. I don't know that uh, Messi wants to throw himself into the physical cauldron of the Premier League. I'm not sure that it is a league that speaks well to his physicality. Not that he's not a physical player or that his skills wouldn't be sublime in the Premier League. They certainly would. I just think the pace and the physicality might not be at 33 years old what Leon- Lionel Messi really is looking for, but we'll have to wait and see. This is the big story, uh, and of course anything around Lionel Messi deserves discussion. Uh, a couple of other stories to talk about. I want to congratulate Palmeiras uh, you know, one of the sad things uh, actually about the sort of uh, dispersion of soccer over all these different networks is it became very difficult to see Copa Libertadores. I used to love it when it was on Fox because you could see all the games. It's a great competition. You know, it's like the FA Cup on steroids because some of these places that these teams have to go and play, you just don't want to go there. Uh, but Palmeros beats, beats Santos... Uh, In uh, an all Brazilian final and uh, lift the Copa Libertadores, which means that they will now be eligible to play the Club World Cup, which is coming up in February in Qatar. Uh, The only other time they won it was 1999. So this is a big deal for Palmeiras. Let's not, you know, let's not uh, um, just gloss over it because we don't see it on TV that often here. Copa Libertadores is an absolutely wonderful tournament. Uh, do yourself a favor if you have an opportunity when it plays to watch it it's a long tournament you can follow it through they play in all sorts of you know countries and in south america all over the place it's fantastic it's a lot of fun i'm just as i said i'm just quite sad that uh it's not available i think it's on Be in sport which i don't actually get which is unfortunate it used to be in sport uh, was sort of a really a uh, network on the ascendancy, and then they kind of declined and lost a lot of their carriage. And it's difficult for me, anyway, to get be in sport, but it's not impossible if you make a point, you can certainly find it. So Messi Copa Libertadores is a couple of stories uh, that we will follow along. As of course tomorrow, I mentioned we'll talk about the closing of the transfer window. Not expecting any big moves for a lot of reasons primarily because there's just not that much money floating around right now with COVID, with the uh, elimination uh, or reduction, depending on where you are in the world, of fans and the fan base. You know, the uh, gate receipts count for an awful lot, even though, of course, the broadcast money is paramount and dwarfs it. But it does make a big difference to the bottom line of many of these clubs. What do you think? Messy stay or messy go? Love to hear from you. Send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, this will be a fascinating story. Uh, if I'm going to have to give it odds, I'm going to say 60% he stays, 35% he goes to PSG, 15% What did I do more? Oh, ten 10%. Whatever. My math is bad. (laughs) He he, 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 uh, he goes to Man City. I think that's a long shot. All right. uh, I'll be right back after this. Let's get into the Premier League. This is World Soccer Radio. All right, well, with a new year comes tons of new big games in sports, and with big games, you know what you need, folks. You need big steaks. Kansas City Steaks, they have the cuts you crave to celebrate the big game, to celebrate the Premier League, celebrate whatever sport you like. Nothing better than to do it with a giant juicy steak and a delicious meal. And at kansascitysteaks.com slash gameday, you can save up to $25 on combos that are absolutely perfect for game day. Plus, you get free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Put that in at checkout. Again, code B-L-E-A-V and get yourself some free shipping. Try out the snack pack combo, which features small plates with big flavors, such as the mini beef Wellington steak burger uh, sliders. Those are my favorites, by the way. And if I might add, absolutely not on my diet. Uh, Mac and cheese melts shrimp wrapped in bacon. But you know, if you're eating steak and watching sport, you're not really thinking about diet, right folks? Uh, every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or you get your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable at Kansas City Steaks. They've got appetizers as well, desserts, barbecue, so much more. Again, go to kansascitysteaks.com slash gameday Use the code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Get yourself some free shipping. Kansas City Stakes, big games, big taste. And we had some big games over the weekend. Arsenal, and Man United being the marquee matchup. And I have to say, it really, in many respects, didn't disappoint for me, even though it was a nil-nil draw. It continued the disappointing run of results on the back of the 2-1 home loss to Sheffield United for Man United, a team that I think had caught the big mo on their fishing line and were reeling it in. And if they'd managed to keep it going, really could have had something and will still have something to say about the title race. But uh, this blip shows that they are there's a level of fragility with Man United. Look, it's not just... They have great players. I mean... I don't think anybody is going to tell you that Man United ha- do not finally have a cadre of uh, really, really decent players. I mean, if you look, everyone from uh, De Gea, who I, I love as a, as, as a keeper, for, you know, Maguire and Lindelof and uh, Juan Bissaka, um, you know, they've got some great players. Plus, you've got to add in, obviously, Guys like Cavani and Rashford and Mason Greenwood and Anthony Martial and McTominay, yada yada yada. You 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 get you get the idea, right? They've got good players, and who can forget Paul Pogba? But he's somewhat of a bit player these days, shockingly enough. Three goals only uh, for Pogba, uh, which is interesting because when you think that Fernandez has 21 appearances versus Pogba's 18, Bruno Fernandez has 11 goals and seven assists. You want to know who the key player is for man united right now it is bruno fernandez hands down and i think what's happening is teams are starting to recognize the impact this guy has and much like you know we've seen you you see with all teams that sort of play a style and go on a roll and get momentum and win games other teams really look at how to neutralize a guy like bruno fernandez as much as possible i mean a terrific believe me a terrific player, one of my favorite players in the Premier League. This guy has been an absolute turnaround revelation for Man United. Um, without Bruno Fernandes, I would hazard a guess that United would be struggling to break into the top four, uh, let alone have their uh, eyes set on a- another title. Uh, so, a couple of disappointing results for United, but I, as I've said during the year, one of the things that I have been concerned about if I was a Man United supporter, which thank God I'm not, is that some of their results have been a little unconvincing. Not that you have to be convincing to get three points. A win is a win, three points is three points. We, we all get that. But sometimes when you play that close to the fire, you get burnt. And that I think is what's happening with United. I'm not sure that this squad Is quite ready to show the consistency that they need to really win the title. On the other hand, we can look at their Manchester neighbours and look at Manchester City, who uh, performed, uh, who had a uh, fantastic result, uh, even though it was only one goal scored against a lackluster Sheffield team, a team coming off the back of a big win against their other. Uh, cross town rivals with United, obviously Sheffield and Manchester are not cross town rivals, but you know what I mean. Man United's cross town rival. Um, they do get three points, and even though it was one nil, I don't think that anybody could really say that Man City ever really looked in doubt that they were going to eventually win that game, which they did. So let's take a look. Let's start with Everton Newcastle. Uh, that that was the match that started to kick it all off, and I was absolutely convinced that Everton were going to win this game, particularly as Steve Bruce and Newcastle have been nothing short of awful. Uh, The last win they had was uh, back in the middle of December. Well, they beat Everton uh, away, uh, two goals to nil, clean sheet, a really, really, really good result for Newcastle United. And I think shows, you know, we talk about consistency, uh, depth, depth, managers imprint, betting into the squad, right people in the right position. I'm not quite sure Everton are there yet. Uh, They are very, very close though. They have had a rough run of results over the last four matches, two losses, a draw and a win. Uh, And and again, it's that consistency. By the way, we can go all the way up the table and make the same comment about consistency this season. So I'm certainly not casting aspersions or pointing fingers at Everton, uh, but this was a, a big, big, big result for Newcastle United and quite frankly just what the doctor ordered uh, because with that result uh, they are now uh, seven eight points clear of Fulham uh, who are the uh, in the last drop zone position and they have a very tough match at home against Leicester City but I'm going to give you that pick for me that's a Wednesday match don't worry I will be giving you the complete rundown of all my picks uh, for, you know, for all the games and, um, we will get to it. I promise. Fulham, Leicester, big game at Craven Cottage. Uh, okay. So Everton, uh, lose to Newcastle. That's one I got wrong. Uh, Crystal Palace Wolves was another one. I picked Crystal Palace to win this. Uh, uh, pardon me. I picked a draw. It was 1-0 to Wolves. I would say a draw would have been a possible result, but, you know, it didn't happen that way. So, Another another bad pick from me. Again, apologies. Crystal Palace right now kind of floating around, uh, along with Wolves, I might add, uh, floating around. Um, uh, Crystal Palace get the win, but Wolves get the loss, but they're still both floating around uh, sort of mid-table mediocrity. Neither of these teams are in real jeopardy of the drop. Man City, we mentioned beating Sheffield. Uh, West Brom, Fulham was the other match. Now, I picked Fulham to win this because... I I really kind of like, first of all, this this was a six-point relegation battle. Uh, One of the reasons that I picked Fulham to win it is because I like the way they press. I like the way Scott Parker has this team set up. And West Brom, for me, were just conceding way too many goals. I mean, they've conceded 50 goals on 21 games on the season. Defensively, this team is horrible. Their plus-minus is minus 33, if you can believe that. I mean, that is a terrible, terrible number. But for some reason, somehow, some way, they managed to score two goals and let in two goals for a 2-2 draw in a big six-point relegation battle. Uh, uh, Quite frankly, uh, those three points were absolutely critical to Fulham, and that gap now between Brighton, who had a very big win over Tottenham, which we'll get to, uh, is now uh, seven points, which is getting to the insurmountable point at this point in the season. Uh, But again, Brighton have a... Have a very tough game coming up on Wednesday at Anfield. Uh, Fulham, though, also have a very tough game, as I mentioned, against Leicester City. So uh, on the bottom end of the table, um, that was a bit of a disappointment. You know, I should have picked a draw for those matches because oftentimes big derby matches, big six-point relegation battles... You know, big um, top four where one team can leapfrog another. Very often those matches end in draws. Arsenal, Man United, I told you that that was a draw already. And very disappointing, I think, for Man United supporters. But another decent result for Arsenal, you know. um, They went on that absolutely horrible run, if you remember, uh, from uh, November through, you know, mid to late December, where they didn't win a single match. I think it was, what, seven games? Bad, bad run. Since that time, they are unbeaten in their last, what, uh, seven games? Six games? They beat Chelsea. uh, They beat Brighton. They beat West Brom. They drew Crystal Palace. They beat Newcastle. They beat Southampton. And finally, they get the draw against United. So, uh, Arsenal, I think, uh, can put their problems behind them. I predict that they will work their way up the table. Again, what's getting it done for Arsenal? It's actually defensively. This is a very, very strong defensive team. They're just not conceding that many goals. They're not scoring, I think, as many goals as they would like. And certainly if you compare them to the top five, they're way behind in the goal-scoring category. But defensively, their shape, their momentum, they seem to have it all together. They've stuck together. Uh, The Cronkies didn't freak out and, you know fire Arteta and do all this other stuff they stuck stuck with a manager uh, and I think they're moving along you know a couple of really nicely placed signings over the summer should actually see Arsenal uh, back to looking for a Champions League spot next season although having said that you know the top four is getting very congested with lots of pretenders and lots of teams that may think they have a shot all right when we come back let's round out the Sunday matches Let's look forward to some midweek matches. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter at nick NickGeber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I will be right back after these messages, I promise you. <laughs> All right, well, a little Dead Kennedys to wake you up. Uh, I cut it. we cut it out before uh, Jello Biafra could start singing. But I love the Dead Kennedys. Great, great band. Seen him play more times than I care to count. All right, uh, welcome back. Well Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We do have a lot to get to in this segment. Want to wrap up the games over the weekend? Um, not a whole lot to say. Chelsea get a big, big win. Uh, the first win for Thomas Tuchel uh, as they beat Burnley. Uh, I picked Chelsea to win, so hey, one for me. Although it was minus 323. Uh, those were the that was the money line at BetOnline.ag. So not super odds there. Leicester leads. This was a really interesting match, and I tell you what, lived up to um, what one expects from a uh, Bielsa team. It was Brendan Rodgers versus Bielsa, and I tell you what, it was a goal fest. Four goals, Leeds United getting it done at the KP. Leicester City, not the same team without Jamie Vardy. This is a team that does not have enough depth to put together a concerted title run. And I think, you know, if you're looking at Chelsea, you're looking at Arsenal, uh, we'll talk about tel- uh, Tottenham in a minute. Certainly West Ham United, who we'll, we'll talk about their result as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle, quite frankly. Although four points right now do separate Leicester City from West Ham. Uh, both teams getting losses. So I picked uh, Le- I picked uh, a draw. Actually, Leeds United won it. West Ham-Liverpool, I picked Liverpool at minus 136, actually was good value. They never looked like they were going to lose that game. This looked like the Liverpool that we've been used to. High tempo, Salah finding the back of the net, skill, creativity, carving open defenses and even when you know they were susceptible to the counter-attack defensively uh, they were very strong so big big win for Liverpool who seem to have found momentum will know more after their match midweek against Brighton because that will tell us if they win the Brighton match that's three in a row and I think we can uh, say that the blip is behind them but it's always too early to say that you you just never know let's wait for that third win if they get it brighton tottenham well i picked tottenham to win this and this was a shocker there's something going on at spurs they are a team that has lost its mojo i don't know if it's fatigue lack of depth uh, maybe the way Mourinho has the team to uh, turning up uh, maybe training. I don't know what the problem is. I'm always loath to point the finger at Mourinho. I think he's an easy target because he's such an outspoken and at times divisive figure. Uh, but I, I don't think that's a problem. You know, I, I think that Tottenham have a depth problem and I don't think they have enough players to change it up. I think they've got too many players that are sort of the same. That's just my, my opinion. But this was a huge, huge shocker of a result losing against Brighton and just what the doctor ordered for Brighton because next up for them is Liverpool. So big result here, I got this one wrong, so I think I only got two or three right for the weekend. So I hope you didn't uh, uh, put your uh, retirement money on my picks over the weekend. Let's uh, move ahead and look to some of the matches coming up because we have a load of matches coming up midweek. Let's start with a fascinating match, a bottom of the table, another relegation six pointer. West Brom are facing Sheffield United, now look, West Brom coming off as we mentioned that massive 2-2 draw at home against Fulham this though is at Bramall Lane at Sheffield United don't know that that makes an enormous difference Um, but Sheffield have trouble scoring although you know the two goals they put away against United you know they scored four goals in their last five games okay they have trouble scoring they did put two away against United in that shock win. Uh, but, you know, they just lost 1-0 against Man City. So defensively, uh, they've tightened it up. They if you look at where they are in terms of West Brom, West Brom are just a goal sieve. They are just leaking goals like there's no tomorrow. They're not scoring all that many. I'm going to go on a limb here on this one, Sheffield, West Brom, and I'm going to live up to what I said in the last segment. I'm going to pick a draw. Again, Money lines courtesy of betonline.ag, plus 235 next up um this at molyneux wolverhampton Wanderers against arsenal and quite frankly if there's a team arsenal want to face at this point in the season with them just getting some momentum is a team that has won one match since de- for basically since december that's in two months they've won one match that was a 2-1 victory over chelsea they're coming off a 1-0 loss away um, at Crystal Palace. A disappointing result. And we talked about Arsenal, you know, that 0-0 against United. I actually thought Arsenal looked very good. So for me, even though this is away, I'm going to choose Arsenal at plus 119. I think uh, the Gunners' role continues. And um, I think it'll be three points for the Gunners. So we'll see. United-Southampton is the next match. And this one, to me is very, very interesting because Southampton are one of these teams that on the day can play some really awesome football. Remember, they beat Liverpool 1-0 at St. Mary's, uh, but they have had a string of disappointing results, I would say, since uh, oh, December when they were flying high in fourth spot, if you remember that. Actually, they were in third spot middle of December and they had a 1-1 at the Emirates against Arsenal. Since that time, they've won only one match. That was a Liverpool match. Uh, they have lost three in a row. They lost to Leicester. They lost to Arsenal away, Upon uh, me, at home. And they lost at home to Aston Villa, um, another team that on their day can play some great football. Uh, this is a much more difficult match for Man United than I think it would seem on paper because of the styles of play. Having said that, it's at Old Trafford. I think United will get their house in order here, and I think they're going to get the win minus 196. Not enormous odds, and I think the bookmakers are obviously, like myself, seeing the weakness in United, but this will be three points for them. I'm almost convinced of it. Uh, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, I am going to go on a limb here and I, again, and I'm going to say the run will continue for Newcastle. Coming off that big win away against Everton, uh, this is a team that's looking and scratching for basically any points they can get, and they're coming up against the Crystal Palace team, who, although they recently beat Wolves, uh, they're also going to feel <coughs> that they have some momentum. Palace, um, neither of these teams are scoring enormous amounts of goals. They're both kind of conceding about the same. I suppose, statistically, one would say probably a draw is the, best re- is the more likely result here. And, you know, I'm going to change my tune here, and I'm going to pick a draw, a plus 215, for tomorrow's match for Newcastle-Crystal Palace. All right, as we have a fair amount of time left, uh, let's move on, shall we, and to talk about the Wednesday matches. Uh, Fulham-Leicester at Craven, at Craven Cottage, and I'm going to say Fulham are going to win this, plus 290. I think Fulham at home are a difficult club to beat, and I'm not sure that the, the way they sort of funnel everything up the center at Craven Cottage because of the small pitch, I like Fulham for this, plus 290. I'm saying Fulham will win and beat Leicester City, and Brendan Rodgers' troubles will continue. Burnley, Man City, well, you know, you have to take Man City minus 476, I think, in their current form. They're looking unstoppable. They will drop points. By the way, just keep in mind, the last match they they lost was the middle of November when they lost at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 2-0. Since that time, it's been all wins except for two draws. I mean, this team is on a roll. They're finding their form. They're getting back their goal scoring, although the 1-0 against um, uh, against, uh, Sheffield United is probably not indicative of a high-scoring game. But having said that, these teams don't really match up very well. I like City away, minus 476. Leeds-Everton. This is going to be a really, really, really fun game. If there's a, quote, fun game to watch over the weekend, I would say this one. Um... This is a way for Everton, and the more I think about this game, this could be a real shocker of a result, I think, uh, because Ellen Road is kind of a unique place to play. I like Leeds United here, I think, coming off that big win uh, that they just had uh, against Leicester. Uh, they beat Newcastle 2-1 before then. They they put five goals plus past West Brom. Look, they lost to Tottenham, and they did lose to Brighton, who can be difficult to play with on their day. Uh, I like Leeds United plus 140 at home. Uh, Aston Villa, West Ham United. Uh, I'm going to take a draw for this game. Aston Villa coming off a, a, a win against Southampton. Um, West Ham uh, losing 3-1 to Liverpool. And I think, by the way, if ever there was a, um, a a result that was indicative of one team not quite being ready for prime time, I think this was it. Because if you remember, uh, they were fourth, uh, third and fourth or fourth and fifth at the time so a uh, liverpool leapfrogging uh, west ham with that result and really making west ham look quite pedestrian i might add despite the fact west ham have had a great run of result a great run of results they've beaten teams like uh, crystal palace and, and west brom and burnley uh they did beat everton one nil i'll i'll give them that uh, southampton was a draw brighton was a draw uh, they lost three nil to chelsea they drew crystal palace I don't see them having what they need uh, to beat Aston Villa. I think this is a draw, plus 250. That's going to be my pick uh, for this match. All right, and then on to the last match of midweek, which is the Wednesday match, uh, at least that I'm going to cover today. Uh, Liverpool, Brighton, at Anfield. Uh, this match, I think, has enormous import for Liverpool. There's something about the momentum the team's picking up right now that I think is really important. Brighton, you know, they're they're seven points clear of Fulham. They're going to feel they've got some breathing room. They haven't lost in through the last three games. They've had two wins and a draw, really good results. They beat Leeds, they drew Fulham, and they uh, and they just beat Tottenham Hotspur. They're going to feel that they can do it against Tottenham. And keep in mind, Burnley, who's one point above them, are going to be facing Man City. And I predicted Man City were going to win that match. Having said that. The way Liverpool are back and gelling and the front three creating again is just going to be too much in my mind for Brighton. And um, I don't see them winning this game at Anfield. I'm going to predict a Liverpool win. And once again. Uh, money line courtesy of BetOnline.ag, 2.94. Actually, some decent money there for Liverpool, but I think you have to take Liverpool. All right, let's just uh, um, take – I have enough time here just to go back and recap. So Tuesday, I say a draw between West Brom and Sheffield. I say Arsenal get it done at Molyneux against Wolves. United get it done at home against Southampton at Old Trafford. Uh, Newcastle, Crystal Palace at St. James' at St. James's Park will be a draw. Fulham, Leicester. I like Fulham at Craven Cottage. Burnley, Man City. I'm going to take Man City. Uh, Leeds, uh, Everton at Ellen Road. I'm going to go with Leeds. Villa, West Ham United at Villa Park. I'm going to say that's a draw. And finally, at Anfield, Liverpool, Brighton, I am most certainly taking Liverpool. Those are my picks. You can find the money lines and a great place to put a few bucks if you want to is at betonline.ag. Your are online sportsbook experts. Uh, if you're going to bet, do it responsibly, have fun with it. Uh, that's a great place to go. And there's loads of props. I mean, if you think Mohamed Salah is going to score again, by the way, he is currently leading. Uh, he is currently leading in uh, goals scored in the Premier League. And um, one has to think, normal service has been resumed all right i'm with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern and then again midnight pacific 3 a.m eastern time for those of you up late listening on sports overnight america we are on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm american forces iHeartRadio, radio tune in and as i told you before download the podcast you can get it at our podcast network or you can also get it at spotify and itunes and all of that sort of stuff but if you go to the podcast network the believe b-l-e-a-v Podcast Network, you will find us there. Okay, I'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Getting getting strong, I'm your host, Nick Eber. Uh, you know, as I look at the Premier League table, we're going to know more after the midweek matches. Now, I, I know... There's still 18 games to play if you're Man City. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that if Man City put all three points away against Aston Villa, uh, pardon me, against Burnley at Turf Moor, which I completely think they will, I think at this point they will have 21 matches and 47 points. They'll have a game on hand against United, Liverpool, and City. They'll be three points ahead of Liverpool, you know, uh, pardon me, they'll be seven points ahead, four points if you count uh, the win that I predicted Liverpool will get. Um, It's getting almost insurmountable if City keep the type of performance that they've, uh, their momentum and keep the way they've been playing. And even if we look back at earlier on in the season where City were down in 13th spot down in November, you know, they only have lost two matches on the season. So when we look back at the City blip, I I think it's fair to say it really wasn't that much of a blip. And if anything, what surprised us, and continues maybe a little bit with City to surprise us, is the fact that uh, their goal scoring hasn't been quite what one would expect, although statistically uh, they have scored uh, 37 goals, which puts them up there with United and puts them up there with Leicester City. But remember, they played Uh, and they still have a game in hand. Doesn't put them up in Liverpool, in the Liverpool sort of ether of 43 goals. But it's their defensive prowess that has done it for Man City. They have conceded 13 goals in 20 matches. So you don't have to score 10 goals if you're not conceding any. All you need is to score one or two. And when you look at the skill and the talent and managerial prowess of Pep Guardiola, the bedded-in squad, the belief in themselves, Uh, I think at this point, Man Man City uh, are unstoppable. Uh, All right, that's my prediction, and I know it's early, and I know I'm going to irritate all my fellow Liverpool fans, but sorry. That's the way I see it. All right, I'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, for more on World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. I'll speak to you then. Cheers.